Hello everyone, this is Winston with the Creativity Cocktail powered by the Rising Tides Charity. As you all know, those of you who've listened to us for a while, our goal is to bring some of the greatest creators that we know together to talk about their process, some of the things that they overcome, some of the things that they're working on, and the hope is that you as a listener, wherever you are on this planet Earth listening, will be able to say, you know what? That sparks my creativity or that little tidbit that that person shared is something that can help drive me and I can take that away. So today we've got one of the most amazing actors in Atlanta, Mr. Brian Anthony. He is so Brian, say hello to everyone. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. So Brian, you're, it's always best for me to say Brian Anthony because that is his actor pseudonym, which is very close to his actual name. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brian was in uh, our theatrical production last year, Super Loser. He is a great actor. He's been in many productions here in the city, as well as being nominated for a few, few things. So Brian, I hope that introduction... Uh, you know, served you well, but tell the audience here a little bit about yourself and a little bit about who you are. Yes, um, I'm Brian. I'm a local actor here in Atlanta. Um, I moved from Florida about three years ago, um, and since being here, I sort of hit the ground running. I'm acting and trying to get myself immersed in anything creative and artistic that I possibly could and have had the opportunity to connect with some brilliant people, whether they're actors, writers, um, directors, producers. Um, it's been so exciting to meet these people and sort of create a tribe of, of artists and feel in a place where I'm comfortable with who I am and who I am as an artist. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, I currently was I was nominated for a Metropolitan Atlanta Theater Award um, for my role as George Murchison in Raisin in the Sun. Um, I've appeared in a web series, um, just recently cast in a new web series, and um, I do some hosting as well. So it's been a great journey since I moved here. Oh, that is really awesome. So you were you were George in Raisin in the Sun. That that's all. That's a great role. Hmm. Yes, yes. That was um, really fun to be a part of because that was my first show in Atlanta. Um, and I just connected with such great people. And um, that show is just so iconic and such a classic. So it was just a great introduction to the um, theater community here in Atlanta. That's fantastic. I, I can tell you, uh, I love that that show as well. I've probably been to five different versions of A Resident in the Sun over the last five years. <laughs> so it's like every time I hear someone's doing it, I have to go and see it. And so, right, <laughs> yes, because it can take so many different forms. Um, although it's the same story, it can take so many different forms and it kind of um, depends too on the timing, what's going on in the world that it can just affect you really differently. So I think that's great that you've been able to sort of see it in different time periods and different times of your life and in the world that we're in today and different actors. So, cause everyone takes a different perspective and takes something different away from the store. You're right. Every George I've seen, and some of them have been with, you know, friends and you probably know some of these individuals. 
is that every mm-hmm. time I've seen it is it's the story, but the interpretation of George is nuanced, right? And it's just so powerful every time I've seen it. So that is that is fantastic. Uh, tell the audience some of the things you mentioned. You're doing a web hosting. Oh, I'm sorry, you said a web series. Uh, tell everyone a little bit of, as much as you can about what that is. Um, I currently just was casted as of Friday um, in a series called What Not to Do, and it's on the platform called aconnectiontv.com. Um, a gentleman named Wesley, he is a content creator. He writes, he directs, um, does a little bit of everything. And he created this platform, streaming service, to pretty much bring his content to everyone around the world. And there's just different content from um, love, uh, thrillers, adventure, genre, LGBTQ, um, uh, just a little bit of, of everything. Um that he's he's streaming so i'm really excited about that um i play a lead role and um it is very very new so i don't have too many details right now but um that's going to be um getting started and we'll start shooting here soon wow so you mentioned that you're originally from from florida for three years so you're a relatively new transplant to the city did you come here because of your desire to get into the creative community Yes, yes. Um, in Tampa, there was an art community there, but not as rich in culture as Atlanta is. Um, and I got tired of being the only Black person in these shows and at these art shows. And so that was what brought me here and been here to know that I can go to an art show, go to a play, be part of a cast and where I see people like myself and people who look like me. It just gives me a sense of confidence that I'm in the right area and I'm in the right place of my life. And I just feel completely accepted by by the um, art community here. And there was not that con- same connection back in Florida. I got you. You know, it's, um, you know, not to make uh, funny of it, but you will never have the concern here in Atlanta of being the only black person cast. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> Right. And I, I just, I love that. I mean, I, I just, I love it. It's, it's made me feel so comfortable and so accepted and proud of my, my history, my culture, my background. It, it is fascinating because I, you know, obviously in the community as well, and the diversity of shows that you see of all kinds of backgrounds is so rich here in the city. I've been to, you know, I'm from New York, so there's diversity there as well. But I think it's just, it's so, from at least from my perspective, there's a, such an authenticity associated with the community here in Atlanta um, around creativity. You know, so regardless of whatever person's, you know, whether they're white or black or whatever their background is, it just seems that that tribe, and I think you use the word tribe, they really seem to, to gel and connect quite well together. What do you think about that? Yes, I think that um, it, it's been so fluid, such a fluid community. Everyone just kind of blends together and able to connect on different levels. And I think that's the, why art is so important because it's, it's changing lives, it's bringing people together, it's creating a new connection. Um, beyond race, beyond gender, um, it's it's completely fluid, and I just love art for that reason. 
That, that is that's awesome. So here's a question. So someone out there today, he or she is saying to themselves, I am an actor like Brian. I want to know about how does Brian begin? He gets cast in a role. He's about to do his rehearsal or go on stage or, or the, the film's about to roll. And they want to know your process a little bit. Tell them about how do you get prepared to execute and to have a phenomenal session, whatever that session might be. Um, first, it's it's a good idea to get very familiar with the script and the story. Um, and not just your lines, but the story as a whole. Um, how other characters are responding to your character. How um, the lines are written and how they're supposed to be spoken. Um, that sort of creates the foundation of your character. And then it's important to create a background story for your character, where they're from, why are they reacting like this? Why are people reacting to the character like this? Um, how old is he or she, if that's not stated in the script? Um, the time period, what would your character wear? Um, how do they walk? How do they talk? Um, so just sort of answering those questions to create an actual person and not just a character um, are just some of the ways that I prepare for um, a scene or for whether that be on film or on stage that makes me confident to portray that character and create, being able to create that backstory and that foundation. That is great. Thank, thanks so much for sharing. How did you get into acting? What, what was what was it? Has it been your, all your life? Has it been something relatively recently? You know, I think um, I can recall times as a child just being very enamored with the television and not in a sense of, you know, silly cartoons or anything like that, but more so enthralled by these children actors and these live, live films where I just felt like, oh, that, that's me, that can be me. And I didn't really know what to make of that until about the sixth grade where I did my first play and it was a Christmas play and I, did, I played a reindeer and a um, very small role, but um, it just really took me to the next level and got me connected with other artists and being young and trying to find your way and navigate um, who you are and, and what you enjoy and meeting people who kind of you see, oh, wow, they they like theater just like me and being able to sort of relate to a certain extent. Um, that's where it all started. And that was sixth grade. And I've been just acting ever since. Um, I've taken periods off, where, but it always sort of finds me. I always kind of am hungry to be performing or creating. That is great. You know, it's so interesting because every podcast that we do, obviously the answer is different for each person. But it's so fascinating to me and I hope to the audience that everyone just comes from different spots. So whether they're from Tampa or mm -hmm. from New York or they're in the sixth grade or they're 46, there's, there's so many different ways that someone can be creative and can start. That's probably one of the reasons why I love our community is that it's not one of those things that you have to, you know, start at two years old or three years old. Like, you know, I hear like ballet, you've got to start at a certain time to be a great ballet performer. But, you know, creativity is something that's innate to all of us. And it's something you can yeah. start whenever you want to start. Um, so, and I, and I think that's interesting because I think that speaks to, you know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to be good at something or to really master a craft. And, you know, I, I, um, I think 
if we delve deeper into that statement and not take it so literal, but um, take it more frequently and say, at any age or at any part of your life, you can commit to something. As long as you commit to something and you're able to put your all into it, that can grow to be as big as you want it to be. So again, kind of what you were saying, regardless if you're in your sixth grade or you're 46, if you fall in love or become passionate about something such as art, um, it's just how you, I think it's a lot about how you execute that rather than how much time that you have left or how much time you're spending doing it, but just how you execute moving forward and making that vision come to life. Yeah, you're exactly right. I tell you, one of the biggest fights I have specifically with people in my age realm um, is that there's a belief that whatever you've been doing for 10 years or 20 years, whatever it is, then that is the only thing you can ever be. And I always have this war and I have to call it a war with individuals because I say to them like, well, you were good or are good at X, Y and Z, but it does not mean that if you decide to do one, two, three, that you can't do it. And I think there's this 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 fight. And I'll tell you a quick story. I was at a networking event. As you know, I like to network and, and do that kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, network people ask you the, that typical question. So someone came up to me and said, so tell me, what do you do, Winston? And my response was, well, let me tell you who I am. And, right. <laughs> and you would think that that would be such a, you know, that would be like refreshing to someone to hear that answer. Um, but the the person who asked me the question felt like annoyed. <laughs> you know how you can read annoyed on somebody's face? <laughs> that, yes, yes. <laughs> that I didn't answer th- what they said, that I was trying to tell them a little bit about who I really was, as opposed to just fitting in the box about stuff that I do nine to five. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, because that's more than what we are. I think that comes from like a traditional mindset as, you just kind of stay on track. You are born, you get married, you have a family, you have a job, you stay at that job for 50 plus years, you retire, you know, and it's just so such a traditional sense of living that we forget to really, really live, if that makes sense. That is such a powerful statement because life is, I think there's this, there's this thought that we are living, but are we really, you know, and what you just said about, you know, really finding a way to live is so important because, you know, this is a little off the beaten track a bit. But a lot of times we are spending our times trying to just get distracted about life. Right. So we're doing mm-hmm. things that are making us not see or not be really living like you're saying. We're, 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 we're either following something, we're doing something to ourselves or our bodies or our minds to make us get distracted about what is really, what this life is really about. Exactly, exactly. So here we are. So tell me about, so you've been in three years, so your perspective is different. So sometimes we have people on a podcast and they've been in Atlanta all their life. And so they've got this kind of view in regards to the creative community around here. And you kind of, prefaced this earlier but tell me about what do you think about it you know you've been here for three years you're totally entrenched in it what what's what's your 
immediate reaction to our community and what we're doing well and what we can do even better at? Um, specifically, the um, our community. Honestly, it's been such a great time watching people create opportunities for themselves instead of waiting for them. Um, one quote that has sort of stuck with me that I've learned over time is don't wait, create. And these young people, I mean, these artists in general are, we're creating our own content and giving not only ourselves the opportunity, but our um, peers the opportunity to really showcase their skills, um, bring people together to connect um, in which they would have otherwise not been able to really execute whatever project without meeting that specific person who then took them to another step in their project. And one of the things that I'm part of right now is hosting the Screen Room ATL, uh, which is a platform and a safe space for people to really connect and, and meet each other. So I think that's one thing that I've seen that I really, really enjoy. Um, with that, on the uh, um, flip side of that, not that it's a negative thing, I think we kind of get immersed in being a one note community. So if we're doing theater, that's all we're doing. If we're doing film, that's all we're doing. And I think that it can really cross paths, being open. You can learn something from, from both sides. You can learn something from being on set. You can learn something from being on stage. And so I think that openness and not necessarily putting yourself in a box as an artist um, could open up more doors for um, the art community. I think that's such a powerful statement. There's so many, you're right, um, there are so many film people that we probably know who don't venture beyond film and theater and music and all those things. And what, and it's such an obvious roadmap that those people who are really successful in the creative arts, there's so many musicians who've decided, for example, to be actors or hosts. I mean, you just got to look at that roadmap to say, hey, this is, it, it can and should be done as a creative. Who do you look up to? Who are some people who have had such an impact on your creative journey that you've um, that you kind of admire? Oh wow! Um, I don't know if I've ever stepped back and thought about that, but um, you know, I will say the first person that kind of jumps to mind is um, Todrick Hall. He started off as a YouTuber. He's auditioned for American Idol several times. And instead of failing, he created his own lane. He created his own content on YouTube, um, created his own music and in association with some visuals. So he's just constantly creating and then he's releasing albums independently. And he came from working Disney as an uh, interactive actor to um, being a dancer. So he's just kind of cross all art paths. And I find that very exciting. And, and I look up to that. What was his name um, again? What was his name again? His name is Todrick Hall. Todrick Hall. Awesome. Everybody that's out there, you should all go check out Todrick Hall. Yes, yes. Um, he And he has a documentary on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still there, but it sort of um, showcases his journey of kind of growing up, not accepted it being the black sheep and sort of how he came to be himself today. So that's really interesting if you guys have an opportunity to check that out on Netflix. That's awesome. Anyone else that has had that kind of resonance with you? Um, not that I can think of at this time. 
Um, I will say that I've enjoyed the movement of Jordan Peele um, and his journey, and I'm excited to see what the future lies for him. Um, coming from his comedic background to writing to directing and just sort of creating again his own lane for the community and creating opportunities for us. I really appreciate him. That's fantastic. So, so Brian, I, I just want to tell you personally, thank you. I mentioned at the beginning that Brian was in one of the productions that we did, but he wasn't just in one, he was in two. And so, <laughs> and he also helped uh, us out with marketing on our most recent one where we, um, we joined uh, the podcast. Um, was is it the same podcast that you're part of today? Is that I think that isn't it the same one? Um, yes. Well, I was part of that podcast. I'm not any longer, but um, yeah, the panel ATL yes, is what, panel. how I um, got introduced to them. Yeah, and and I remember because I started to follow them on IG and on. I think they, I think they may have a YouTube space as well. Um, so, Brian, here's the hardest question of our conversation here so far. So someone's out there and they're saying to themselves, I can't do it anymore. I'm feeling really depressed or I have a high level of anxiety. Um, but I used to be a creative soul and I used to do this creative art, whatever that was. What is some advice if you're having a conversation with them right now, not a conversation with me? And they turn to you and they say, Brian, I'm struggling with all these things. You know, give me your thoughts. What are some of the things I, you say to them? <laughs> honestly, I struggle every day um, with myself and that negativity in my head. I think it's tough for artists because we're always creating, always, always 24-7, I don't think. And I think you would agree that there's no turning it off. When we get into spaces like that nine to five, or we're kind of going to that monotonous day of just going to work and coming home, going to work and going home, we can't then control our creativity or have a creative outlet. So in turn, our emotions kind of take a turn and we have nothing, we don't feel fulfilled. Um, we don't feel like there's a purpose. And it's important, and as I navigate, again, because I struggle with this every day, is finding a work-life balance. Um, you know, that starving artist lifestyle is, is great, and I applaud those who do it, but it's not also, not for everyone. Not everyone has the opportunity to really 100% commit to their craft. Um, and, and I say that to say that the reality of it is that, you know, bills still come, and you still have to eat, and you still got to make it. And you find that balance. You find a way to make sure you handle your responsibilities and your life responsibilities as well as allow yourself to have a creative outlet. And I think that that speaks to self-love as well. Um, I think in, in just me personally, I always felt rewarding myself or treating myself was something that I had to, I had to complete a task. I had to do this. I had to do that in order to feel like I deserve to love myself, deserve to treat myself. And, and that mindset is, is, is very toxic and can create you to sort of eat at your own creativity because you're waiting. You don't feel like you deserve to be rewarded and we should be rewarding ourselves every day because we, 
we, and we should be showing ourselves love every day in whatever form of that is um, to any per individual person. So I will say to that individual struggling and you can't do it and, and you feel depressed, find that balance, find that balance. It's important to give yourself that creative outlet, not because you did something, you deserve it. That should be a daily thing, whether it's carving out, out time of your evening to to study and read up more on your craft or to connect with someone who is in the same tribe as you and, and you guys can just brainstorm ideas and create. And and, and I find, and, and with me and myself and how I sort of manage my depression is, is, is definitely finding a different outlet. For me, I'm not an artist, but I find painting to be very um, therapeutic. And so... Painting? I'll, I never with, knew that about with, you. I didn't know you were Yes. Doing that. That's awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm no, no Van Gogh or anything, but there's just something about just sitting down with a canvas and some paint and bringing something to life or bringing that energy that's that you're battling all that negative energy in your head and releasing it into onto a canvas. And it may be all black. It may be black and red and just all these negative sort of energy colors, but at least you're dumping that out. I think that's you have to sort of give yourself time to acknowledge that I feel this way, but then send it on and dispose of those emotions. Acknowledge it, send it on. And I think that that's been a way that I've been sort of able to sort of maintain and, and find that balance. That's fantastic. I think um, I appreciate you sharing that, Van Bryan. That's, that's awesome. Uh, so I don't think you got my joke. I said Van Bryan like Van Gogh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one of the things you should share, and I, I think that advice is so powerful for those who are listening. Uh, I think there's, there's, there's always this attempt to put not just us in a box, but what is defined as courage in a box. So your example where there's someone who's just 100% immersed in their craft a lot of times that is lauded as, you know, the only defined way of being courageous. And what you shared that we have to balance all of our responsibilities in life to, to me personally is another form of courage. You know, it, it requires hard work. You know, in a lot of cases, you're 100 percent immersed in two things at the same time. Um, and that requires com that requires a different kind of courage and immersion. So I think that was great that you shared that. Thank so. you for allowing me the opportunity to to speak to those people because I think that there's many of us out there who kind of stand in the dark with our depression and, and feel so ashamed and, and there's no reason to be ashamed. It's about um, fighting through that. I think depression is, is similar to addiction. I don't think you ever just wake up one day and you're over your depression. It's a constant something you work at. Yeah, it's a, it's a journey. It's a journey, right? And probably yes, anyone who a can journey. say it at the in those journeys, I'm sure have peaks and valleys. You know, you know, I you know, I'd have the high of being on stage or seeing something I produce come to light, but at the same time have a certain level of depression about something else. It could even be associated with the same thing. So, Brian, it's been fantastic to have you. One word for our audience, one word that you'd want them to think about going forward as far as what's that one word to spark them? What is it for you? Um, for me, it would be about and, patience. And 
Patience. Patience would be the word. I think I, I find myself, I, and, and on one hand, I describe myself to be a very patient person with people. Um, but on the other hand, I'm not patient with myself and my goals and my journey. I want it now. Um, why can I have it now? Why can't I do it all? And that is what has, that can really, really drive you to a negative space because you're constantly battling, well, if I don't have this bad time, then I'm not successful. If I don't book this, the third time around, I'm not talented. And I think once we allow ourselves to be patient with our goals and patient with our dreams and patient with ourselves, um, that can really, really save us. So I think that one word would definitely be patience. Thank you. Um, I know I threw you off there. I don't think I, you know, there was any prep on that one. But I just thought that you would have a great word for us. So I appreciate you you doing that. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. I, I had never really um, been presented that, that question before. So that was interesting to think that, yeah, I'm kind of speaking to myself in that. That's awesome. So everyone who's out there, Brian, what's a way that someone, if they want to talk to you further or hear more about you, um, what are some of the ways that they can reach out to you? Um, I am active on Instagram and you can find me at Brian Anthony actor and that's Brian with the Y. Um, everything else spelled regularly, all one word, Brian Anthony actor. Feel free to um, message me. Um, I also host an event if you're in the Atlanta area or visiting the Atlanta area every other Wednesday called the Screening Room ATL. Um, again, it's a platform where we showcase um, artists' short films, music videos, feature films, web series, trailers, and um, allow that content to be shown. We do sort of a talk back with the people involved in the project. And then it also kind of works as a networking event as well. So you get a chance to really mix and mingle with other artists and network. Um, so that's every other Wednesday. So it's coming up here on the 21st. So check us out there um, to find more info on that event. That's Screening Room ATL on Instagram. Or again, you can reach out to me. Um, for those in LA, Screening Room, AT, uh, Screening Room LA is going to be coming out there soon as well. Um, so we are trying to sort of spread the word and spread the love and spread this idea of providing that safe space. So hopefully we'll be expanding. That's powerful. You know, there's so many places to network and to hear. And I did not know of that one. So I will be there. Um, yes, you know, come so check us out. That, um, I know it's tough on a Wednesday after work. and But just come check us out. Uh, if, you can't even, if you can't even stay for the whole event, because it does run till about midnight, which I know it's a little tough. Um, just to come see a couple films and, and meet a couple people, I always encourage bringing your business cards um, to stay in connection with the people that you meet. And that is great. So today, the day that this is actually being uploaded will be different than today. But for the entire audience that's out there, Brian has decided to help us today on this podcast. And it's like 108 degrees outside on this August day. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so hot. It's so, so bad. It's, so hopefully you hear this at some point in, you know, in September or so. Um, so it's not as hot. So hopefully you guys will not be as, you know, as sweaty and as exasperated as we are. <laughs> so, Brian, thank again, you. thank you for being part of this. So those of you listening to us, Brian Anthony is phenomenal. It's great to have him on the Creativity Cocktail powered by the Rising Tides Charity. Remember, we've got some really 
focused goals here over the next year or so. We're going to have 100 creatives be on this podcast between now and the end of our goal, which is 2020. We're also going to have a forum where we're going to have a one-day opportunity for those who are creative to talk about their creativity, whether that's writing, public speaking, film, whatever that might be. And our third goal, and that will be at some point in 2021, is for us to have our very first creativity mission trip. So more information on that at theRisingTidesCharity.org. Again, Brian, thank you so much for being part of this. And we hope, and I already assume, that you will join us again in the future. Oh, definitely, definitely. Anytime. You know, you're my number one. So anything for you. Thank you so much. <laughs>